You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Good morning, everybody. This is uh, no. Bob Tart, author of huh? uh, Enslaved by Bacon something. Um, there's got to be a morning after <sighs> if we should make it through the Hamburg Township Library talk. Oh, wow. Would you say that, Bill, my friend and colleague and friend, Book character Bill Holm. Barely that, human. Would you say that last Pardon night, me? that that was sort of the Titanic of uh, <laughs> author appearances? It was a night to remember. It was indeed. Um, all that was missing was Shelley Winters. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are at uh, podcast number two in the biggest week of American podcasting. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's time to just throw in the towel and go home. That is the best idea I've heard in a long, long time. You know, I noticed something this morning. I think our listeners, especially the people who have pets, will appreciate. Because Uh I'm assuming that most people who listen to Pet Life Radio have some interest in pets. This is what I noticed. I got some coffee from Starbucks. And it doesn't matter how much milk I put into it, the color never changes. Have you noticed that? Well, I don't put milk in my coffee. But I'm sure I would if I did. Well, perhaps your young wife, Marcia, puts milk in her coffee, and you've noticed that. But anyway, she I does. thought... She puts in probably a third of the cup is, is milk. I doubt... I mean, judging by what you've just said, it probably doesn't have any impact at all. No. But I'm thinking that people who are walking their dogs or cats or turtles in the morning, they probably stop at Starbucks or some other bistro for coffee in the morning, and they might want that little bit of information. So That would be really helpful. That's what podcasting is all about. Well, you know why You know why this podcast has gotten off to such a good start this morning, don't you? Um, no. Organization. Organization. Wow. Unlike yesterday's podcast, I put everything on today's podcast on a spreadsheet. You did? That's, I did. That's brilliant. Uh-huh. That's what the savvy business traveler would do. Yeah. That's what we are right now. I'm a little concerned, though, that I'm going to get an extra bill from the Courtyard Marriott because I haven't noticed anyone else doing that. Because the sheet on my bed was clean until I started writing all over it. <laughs> that's that's an outrage. Yeah. So, But anyway, I, I can tell you that the spreadsheet works. Uh-huh. And I hope they have bleach in their laundry. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So it was a wild night at the Hamburg Township Library. I have to say, it looked like a wealthy community. There was a um, very large park across the street from the library, all kinds of expensive facilities. 
And then there was us. And they had grilled onions and cheese as well. Oh, where did you find that? Well, that's a Hamburg joke. Oh, that's excellent. That is an excellent. A more expensive Hamburg than you might otherwise have. And if only some of the people from the Saline <laughs> Public Library would have come up and jumped on the Hamburg, we would have been all set. And there is a Saline Public Library. We just I, we were invited there too, sort of second-handedly, which is all we deserve. Well, yeah. I, have we been there yet? No, we. It's hard to know, but uh, we had a. Great audience last. I have to say, it well, was I, a I lost count. I couldn't even keep count all of the people there. I couldn't either. And they did have some good stories, mostly and because both of my hands are bound up in casts. What what accident exactly was that? Typing. Oh yeah, I heard you this morning uh, typing away. This is a business trip for Bill, and I pointed out that he was going so fast it sounded like he was um, doing the drum solo from Golden Slumbers. <laughs> It's just as funny the second time. But you know, the many people who attended last night, they had some good stories about cats. Uh-huh. And I'm going to see if maybe those stories didn't burn up enough. If those stories weren't good enough, that maybe they can stand on their own as at least half of a podcast. They fly by. I do have one concern, though, and that's because that? of, it's because of where I had placed the podcast recorder. So I'm not sure. Oh, because you place it just in front of your own face so that only you could be heard. And so I'm not sure that the cue sticks are quite good. Because you have to have good cue sticks when you're recording something. And what is a cue stick? Well, you know, the the, the cue sticks of a room. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is important in podcasting. Yeah, it is. So I didn't, after all the excitement, I was afraid I wasn't going to sleep very well. So... I took a half of a sleeping pill. You did? I did. And you it, slept half, not half bad? Not half bad <clears throat> for half the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, woke up this morning, and I've got warbler neck already. You know, <laughs> Warbler neck is when you go birding and you're looking up for so long that you get a, a neck ache. Uh-huh. And I got one already. And what's interesting is um, we haven't looked at a single bird yet. Maybe you were dreaming about warblers. I may have been. I think I was dreaming about someone who posted on Twitter about warblers. <laughs> but we won't go into that. Um, so anyway, I found some in my uh, 30-year-old... That's where you learned about warbler neck, as I recall. Yes. In my 40-year-old DOP kit, I found some ancient ibuprofen, and I um, mm. just, just took one. Mm-hmm. Is so, that why you're turning purple? It, it, I'm not sure what the shelf life is of... <laughs> And I'm not sure this is even called ibuprofen. Oh, did you misread the label? Well, it actually had a a little picture of, um, it looked like maybe it was Louis Pasteur on the pill. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So I'm not quite sure what it was, but I hope it works. So let's see, uh, we're going, so we're headed now. We're headed? (laughs) We are headed. I'm zero headed right now. Well, if I can find an erg of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to head out the door and start our birding day, the biggest week in American birding. Oh, that's right. Now I'm getting fired up. Yeah. And uh, our first stop, do you remember what it is? Now we actually yeah. it was going to be... I do. It's either the estuary yes, or Stang Road and some other... Grouse. In Grouse Lane. Now, the problem is that there's a bridge out. There's a bridge out right right west of the entrance to these fabulous birding spots. And I'm wondering if maybe some of the local population who've had enough of birders showing up every year 
didn't do a little uh, dynamiting of uh, the bridge oh. over the um, Little Pigeon River or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, well, that may explain the pile of birders at the, at the bottom of the, oh. of the bridge. So our first stop is probably <sighs> trying to find a detour. But I think you've got it, don't you? It's, it's Corinthians Road past mm-hmm. Galatians Avenue. Oh, no, that's that was in Hamburg. That was, yeah, that was in Hamburg. I mean, sort of a biblical-themed city. Well, the, yes, didn't... Although not much Sodom and Gomorrah at the library. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Lord turned the fish into Hamburg. Oh, yes. And there is there was a Lake Hamburg. Mm-hmm. And what was the other lake we saw? Bus Lake. Buck. Buck, Buck lake. lake. And right across the street, ironically, was a Hamburg place that said the five-buck meal deal is back. Boy, you know, when things like that happen, you know the hand of the Lord is guiding well, it's you. Like the it's like my uh, Napoleon remark about Napoleon. He met his Waterloo at wow. the he, Battle of Trafalgar. That's right. It's Lord Nelson. Lord Nelson. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Lord Nelson Riley. <laughs> so he was a funny guy, you know. Oh, brat. <laughs> yeah, he was good. A vast brat. So, I guess I guess that's <laughs> the introduction to today's show. And it can only go downhill, but we're going to let you know what happens in the uh, biggest yes, week in America. Yes, it could get a lot worse than this. Okay, so uh, we're going to uh, pack up and um, get in the car and um, maybe listen to some cheap trick on the way. Good idea. And then uh, we'll be talking to you later, guys. Yep, hang on. Bye. So I'm here right now with uh, book character Bill Holm, and we are at the Stange Road and Kraus Road Overlook. There's a sign here that says, Do Not Mow. I have no intention of mowing. It looks like hundreds of acres of grass, and I wonder who might be tempted to come here and mow it. I Well, you know, some guys would just love to come here and, and, and chop all this stuff down. With their John Deere. You bet. So as soon as we got here, I I'm heard... I'm kind of itchy myself. And you were remarking, as soon as we got here, that you heard a common yellow throat. Yes. A yellow warbler. Yellow warbler. Red-winged blackbird. Red-winged blackbird. And... And a warbling vireo. warbling vireo. So we're off to a good start, and we're ascending. Oh, this is quite a climb to this overlook. And I noticed there's a car in the parking lot. I was hoping there'd be a birder up here to tell us what to see, because I don't really want to do any work on my own this time. Well, no, and I'm not approaching the car and tapping on the window and saying, do you see any birds? Well, I should have knocked on the guy's window and said, are you a birder? And when he said yes, then I would have said... What is the last name of Cheap Trick's lead guitarist? Because Bill and I were trying to think. We Rick are racking somebody. our brains. Rick? Does it begin with N? I, I don't think so. No? All right, well, uh, let's look around and see what we can see. So that was pretty good. Um, we're going to go a little farther down uh, Stange Road, but we saw a uh, bald eagle right away, and um, we saw several great egrets, and I'm hoping here the witchety witchety, uh, common yellow throat. And we are hoping for Brewer's Blackbird and a uh, Upland Sandpiper. I see a crowd of birders gathered around, and so there must be something they're looking at. We're hoping it's not just a bald eagle, so stay tuned. I was hoping to get that on. You got it on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, if you can do one thing for me, because I need to have a break, 
Yes. If you could just say, we'll be right back with the biggest week in American podcasting after this word from our sponsors. Oh, what was it again? We'll be, we'll right, be right back with more. We'll be right back with more with of more this week of in this American. Week. Of, <laughs> we'll be back with more of the biggest week in American podcasting after this word from our sponsors. Okay. We'll be right back after more. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me we'll try be right it back again. after Let me more. try it again. We'll be right back after this from AT&T. No, 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 no. Let me try it again. We'll be right back. But first, no, no, no. We'll be right back with, with more of the biggest week in American birding after this message. We'll be right back with more of the biggest week in American podcasting after this <laughs> word from our sponsors. What were you thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets, struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys. Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. 
So here we are in Bill's car in the parking lot, and probably the engine noise will show up on our podcast again as it did last year and cut out the microphone every two minutes. But yeah, people like that. We went to, we're at Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge, and um, I stopped in to see what birds people were seeing and where they were because it had been noted that there was an upland sandpiper and brewer's blackbirds. So I checked their new computer console. And I typed in Brewer's Blackbirds, and it said none reported. Mm -hmm. And I typed in Upland Sandpipers, and it said none reported. So we're going on the auto tour. We will have nothing to report soon. No. And the auto tour, we don't really know where it is, but just like John Bunyan in Pilgrim's Progress, we're going to follow the signs. Oh, 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 wow. So here we go. So here we are. We're having a... uh, early lunch at uh, Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge, and uh, we just, yeah, I'm opening a bag of chips. How's that um, beef burger, Bill? Mm. From the Traveling Chef, the fine folks at the Traveling Chef. It's a food truck, I guess, although it's a van with a tent. So, would you like to talk about, we just went on the auto tour at Ottawa National Wildlife Center, or Refuge, and I should point out that this is new, Bill, This the auto tour. It's a fairly new thing that they've constructed. Well, so I guess the birds haven't found out about it yet. That's exactly right. It's too new for the birds. Mm-hmm. Would you like to describe mm-hmm. what it was like? Mm-hmm. Please do. No, would you like to? Oh, um, I'm eating. There was a definite lack of birds. We did see people pulled over here and there, but mostly to take a photo of a red-winged blackbird. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything other than coots and um, egrets. I have no egrets, though, but because um, I'm glad we saw it. But it was sort of a letdown. I hate to be negative about this. But, oh, I know. Um, I know. Well, I don't. I'm getting pretty disillusioned with the whole thing. So uh, we're going to head over to uh, Maggie Marsh and uh, try our chances there. Uh, did you see that some bird just about hit the roof of the car? Well, where? Oh, geez. no, I know. I heard it. I think it did bounce off the roof. While what we was it? Here. I, well, judging by how things are going, it was a yellow warbler. Uh-huh. So here we are at um, Maggie Marsh, and we had just walked the estuary trail. And I have to say, really one of the best things so far of the morning has been this parking place Bill picked out, because... There's plenty of room to open the doors as wide as we want. We're sitting here in the car, in fact, with the doors wide open. Yeah. In a parking spot. Car to the left, car to the right. Not denting either of them. And another really big plus, we're right across from the boardwalk, number two. Yep. Number three, Bill was able to find a parking place very, very close to my good Irish friend. Who's that? Porto Potty. Aye, yes. So a we're fine. Huh? Yes. So we're all set, and we saw, now I have to say so far the bird count is way down this year. Wouldn't you say? I mean, the, we're I've only counted seven so far. Right, right. What was that? That hmm. was my stomach. Oh, ticka, 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 ticka. That, um, that's time ticking away. Oh. But we saw some good birds on the estuary trail. This is a new trail, a brand new trail, and it's a surprise to everybody because the estuary trail came early this year. I think it's because of when the full moon was. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, I see. Yeah. I mean, if you get there very, very early yeah. in the morning and look in the woods, I think you know what people will see. What's that? The estuary bunny. <laughs> oh. But what we saw, with the help of other birders, and yeah. Bill tweeted it. I did. It was the white-eyed vireo. Oh, I did tweet it. 
And that is a gorgeous bird with, it's a, your typical vireo bird, but it has yellow around the eye. That's what makes it unusual. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it a very vireo distinctive wise. Ah, why is it a white-eyed vireo because the actual, if, it's, if it's got yellow? Because the actual eye is white. Oh. Yeah. And then we saw a gray-cheeked thrush. That's a pretty good bird. Yep. And I've never seen one before. No, and what's interesting is that bird hung around the same spot so long that someone tied a pink ribbon around the old oak tree, marking where it was. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And what other bird would you like to mention that we saw? Boy, I don't know if we saw Dunlin. That's it. Many, many Dunlin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was Frank Dunlin, Mm -hmm. Tom Dunlin, Mm -hmm. and uh, Sue Dunlin. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We did. When I tried to tweet about it, it just kept going to Dublin. Oh, that's right. It did. The type of head. Yep. Richest country in the world. Well, no, it it was. No, no. Your your capital is always Dublin. (laughs) And uh, we saw a magnolia warbler. And really, one of the highlights was we saw a pair of nesting... That's right. How could I forget? Prothonotary warblers. Very cute. Mm -hmm. But talk about the bird that people kept thinking that that they saw. What's that? Oh, yes, I saw it. The imaginatory warbler. Yes, yes. And that was probably one of the most elusive birds this morning. But lots and lots of yellow warblers... Uh, lots of warbling vireos, and we leave anything else. Caspian terns, and my favorite bird, because I like to think every bird is it, the Forster's turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now it's our turn to go on the boardwalk. One good turn deserves another. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where we're headed, and uh, we hope you're enjoying this weakest, weak, biggest, big, whatever it is. The weakest bird in American birders. But at least you've got this podcast, and I envy, I envy the listener who is hearing our podcast for the first time and is becoming part of this. Oh, absolutely. I, I wish I were listening to it right now. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you. So we finished our boardwalk walk. Is that what you call it? A boardwalk walk at Maggie McGee Marsh? Yes. Under the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. There was a snapping turtle. There was. It entered, but never egressed. <laughs> but there were many egrets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is one, if you have a flock of egrets, do they egress when they leave? Egress on mass egrets. Wow. So how would you assess our day? Because we were a little bit down about it, I have to admit. Our dinner was excellent. Wasn't it good? Yeah. It was a hibachi, and there was a one of them... Hibachi chefs, they're flinging the knives around and grabbing food out of midair and stuff like that. Right. I didn't even know the hibachis lived around here. I (laughs) I thought they were, you know, in larger cities. We're in Oregon. Is it Oregon or Oregon? I really don't know. Ohio. And there were some hijinks we really probably can't even discuss. Yeah, I mean, it was was pretty R-rated, I'd say. Yeah, the hibachi show. Yeah. Yeah, and the hibachi fan dancer, and you uh-huh. know, a lot of lot of stuff going on there. If Governor Kasich finds out, he's going to shut this place down. He might be part owner for all we know. <laughs> Very likely. So getting back to the boardwalk, oh, it, it wasn't a boring walk. No, it wasn't. It could have been. I mean, it depends how you look at it. Right. One way of looking at it is that I was telling my friend, book character Bill Holm, that I believe Thank this you. season is going to go down in history as the worst, biggest week in American birding. Because I, I think in decades to come, people will say, bad? You call this bad, Sonny? Mm-hmm. Well, 
the biggest week in American birding in 2013 put this to shame in terms of scarcity of birds or paucity of birds. It is a paucity. It's people. You're right. People just don't realize how bad this is. They won't realize how bad this is. You can't unless you live through it, and it affects you forever. I was telling Bill that it was so bad today that I have seen more species of warblers in our own woods so far this May than we saw at either McGee or Maggie Marsh today. Combined. Combined. And yet. And yet what? There are many positives to be gained from the experience. I would say we actually had a good time today. Yes, I I'd don't say feel, so. I don't feel bitter or even disappointed. I don't either, and I don't feel all that tired from overbirding either. No, because sometimes we um, just bird a place out. Yeah, this this place couldn't didn't have any birds to bird out. No. But that's not the point. The point is what was there, and it was very positive. Yeah. Like what? Well, for one thing, it wasn't crowded. There were some places where um, you could throw a bowling ball down the boardwalk and uh, only knock a couple people over. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, and that doesn't happen very often during the biggest week. The people just were leaving in droves when we got there. We, had, we knew something was wrong when there was just this procession leaving the, the, the area. We're, we're, we're like the only ones headed in. I, could say, I guess you'd say they're driving away in droves. I guess I suppose you could. Yeah, so it wasn't crowded. That's one thing. It was quite nice. And the birders... May who, I interject? Please. I overheard a gentleman say, what did he say? I forgot what he said. I don't know if I did. I overhear you I said, I've been him? coming here for 13 years, and this is the worst it's ever been. Right. But he might have been talking about his lumbago. Oh, he, well, he did have a little hitch in his step. Yeah. Yeah, a little hitch in his get-along. Yeah. But you're right. He was talking about birds and people. It was so bad that birders, you'd see a group of birders looking at something and we would toddle over there, as only we can toddle, wondering what they were looking at. And quite often they were looking at, um, in three or four instances, turtles, and in one case, a frog. It was a big frog. It was. And you know, now we're getting back to the more positive. I shouldn't dwell on the negative. Right. Because I enjoyed seeing the frog. Yeah. I got a nice picture of it, Uh a photograph, as it were. And I think the, the people were a little bit jolly, the people who were left... Mm-hmm. They had already resigned themselves to not seeing birds. They were relaxed. And they were relaxed, and I joshed with several of the ladies. Oh, you sure did. And they seemed to enjoy the joshing. They really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. A couple of them actually touched you. Yes. So it was a good time, and we saw some good birds still. We saw, you were mentioning something you enjoyed seeing. The frog? The frog. I enjoyed the snake, too. There was a big snake in the water. There was. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was visible from, like... Satellites. Huh? From the satellite. From the satellite, yeah. yeah. I, the NOAA, I saw if you find the NOAA weather radar for today, <laughs> that snake will show up. Yep, yep. But uh, the, the morning dove, would you like to talk about the morning dove? It, it, yeah, there was a morning dove in a nest with a little morning dove. A little babat. A little babat just cuddled up right next to it, and yeah. it, was, it was really nice. And, you know, it's possible... That if there were all, if it was the the horde of people there, because I think we, we didn't we see that. I don't know where we saw it. We might have missed it entirely because of, of the volume of people that could be getting in the way. But they might overlook something like a morning dove because it's not a warbler. But if there aren't any warblers, then what are you going to do? Yeah, they don't show up. That's what they don't do. 
That's what I think. Right. I think that this was sort of a strike by the, the real birders who knew that there weren't going to be any warblers there today, and the rest of us dummies are, are on the boardwalk. Yeah, but it was kind of fun. It was. I, I, I am going negative again. No, it was kind of fun, and we saw a, uh, somewhere we saw a blue-headed vireo. Very nice bird. Yep, um, and there were several, several house wrens, not Bill's favorite bird, but there were a lot of house wrens. I bet there were, there could have been a dozen at Maggie Marsh. There's a lot of bad blood between me and the house run. Right, right. We don't want to get into that because the uh, Hatfield-McCoy feud was oh, nothing, nothing compared to the home Wren feud. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, and then there was the, the pair of prothonotary warblers building a nest. Yep, that was sweet. That was at the estuary trail. I noticed estuary. I spent a little too long in the estuary trail because my voice went up an octave. <laughs> But, uh, you know, on the boardwalk, lots of warbling vireos, lots of yellow warblers, um, not too many other warblers, really. Uh, people were real excited about a Tennessee, which I never saw, but you said you, you see the Tennessee. I seen the Tennessee. Yeah, I didn't see it. If from a distance, and from what I understand, if you just see the bird flying off and someone next to you tells you that it's a Tennessee warbler, then you can count that as a Tennessee warbler on your life list. But only if you're in Tennessee, right? Oh, maybe that's Works with the, the Nashville warbler, too. Yeah, that's right. And the Chattanooga warbler. Right, right. So tomorrow, uh, you know, this, this is pretty good. You know, we did see some birds. We had uh, good experience with the birds. And the birders, we had good experiences with them. I have to say, as a... As a collection of birders, this was one of the best ones I've ever seen. It was, seen. yes. Several were actually amiable. Yes, yes. So tomorrow we hear that supposedly Thursday and Friday, of course we're not going to be here Friday, although Linda told me I could stay till Friday. I could stay till several Fridays in the future if I wanted to. She's having such a good relaxed time without me carping about everything at home. So tomorrow we're going to go back and see how things are because they're saying tomorrow should be better than today. That's what they're saying. That's that's the rumor, but it may just be trying to get people to come to you know to go there because so far I'd say this is just an economic disaster. Yeah, it could be. So I don't know if we'll even report on it or not because we'd have to fill thirty minutes. Well, we could talk for about five minutes about each bird. We could do that. Or while we're driving back, we could just play Cheap Trick, featuring guitarist Rick Nielsen. Nielsen. Whose name doesn't begin with... You know, it's ironic, since we had a long conversation about Harry Nilsson tonight... We did. ...that we forgot uh, Rick Nielsen's name. Maybe that's why. Oh, thanks to Mark Winter for producing this episode. He, does, he, he deserves a, a round of applause. He does. Thanks. Thanks. For, for actually thanks so putting much, this Mark. whole thing together and, and, and being such a good sport yeah. about what we do. That's okay, fellows. <laughs> and, I mean, he, he, yes, he does. He deserves a, a he round of applause. He twists the dials and he writes the notes for what we do. Yeah. And uh, there's yep. just uh, no shortage of opportunities that he doesn't avail himself of. Exactly. We may give him grief, but it's because we love him. We do. So... Thanks for listening, and we may be back uh, for part three of The Biggest Week in American Birding, and then again, uh, excuse me, for The Biggest Week in American Podcasting, too. <laughs> then again, we may not. So thank you, bobtart.com. Please visit. And just visit Bill home anytime. Yep. So bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart. 
every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.